0: To the 171st episode of the Not Your Mamas Gamer podcast, podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And we are joined tonight for our 171st episode by a special guest. Rachel Atherton
1: hi Rachel hi Sam
0: how are you I'm good good uh and well Rachel tell us a
1: little bit about yourself who are you darling um I'm a first year PhD student at uh Purdue I uh do a lot of different stuff uh but most recently I've been working on uh fan fiction and uh television
0: all the interesting things (laughs) all right we are also joined tonight by a podcast regular co-host alicia carabinus hello alicia
2: help i'm being held against my will by samantha blackman (laughs) i need to be rescued she keeps making me redesign the website (laughs) oh wow 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 Uh, hey i'm doing great how are you
0: I'm doing well. I'm tired. I'm tired. And I completely blame you.
2: It's probably my fault.
0: But that's okay, because I'm tired, and you're cranky, probably for good reason. Well, I'm tired for good reason. You're always cranky, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm
2: going to go back to the narrative of how I'm being held against my will and abused.
0: (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Get over it. So... We so we did a thing.
2: We did do a thing.
0: We did a thing. <clears throat> um so for those of you who have not heard seen uh or caught wind of in some other way, um today uh we launched NYMG, which is our new Middle State Feminist Games Studies journal. Game Studies Journal There we go I've been up since 4 o'clock this morning and I can't talk Peer-reviewed word, I cannot reviewed Middle
2: State Publication That's what I said With a fantastic editorial board
0: With a fantastic editorial board um, I have to give mad props To the editorial board Some of the, some of the best and brightest in the field uh, Who come together uh, to, to help make NYMG the best that it possibly Can be I'm super excited for this project um i'm I'm super happy with the uh the first slate of publications that came out in the first issue um and I'm super excited for what is to come uh as well so if you haven't checked out have you have not checked it out yet y'all you definitely need to check it out um and you have to check out the fabulous site redesign thank you alicia Carbenez
2: it's like the fourth time it it's i just keep doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but see, the only it, it, it serves a purpose. See, the site redesign means we can sit at my dining room table and drink that's true. while we do it. <laughs>
2: that's true. I can just sit at your table and drink all your vodka. And yeah, that's yeah. okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And argue and argue. Always. That. <laughs> it's like, why doesn't this work? You broke it. No, no, you broke it. Um, but that's always the fun part. She broke it. It was you.
1: I think it was both of y'all. I watched this no, happen, folks. So, no, you know what it. the
0: weird thing was? Okay, so here was the big thing last night. We did you have gotta some, talk about weird,
2: th- with some weird stuff.
0: There was some weird stuff going on, right? So, uh, it, like,
2: there are yeah. whole windows not visible in my WordPress.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, and it's probably not the best way to do it, is that we're both, like, working on stuff at the same – we're both in the site changing stuff at the same time. <laughs> Terrible. It's 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 bad. It's bad. The worst um, workflow. It is, but we were both working um, on the same, you know, on the same site, you both using Macs, both using the same browsers, but, like, stuff that was visible to me was not visible to her at all, and it wasn't even that, um, well, we might have been signed in differently, but we're both administrators on the site, yeah. so it should have all been visible, but, like, Half of the options that were avail- that were available to me were not available to her at all. So, and so and it was it was the weirdest freaking thing, um, and because she was like, "I can't find out how to do this," and I'm like, "Well, it's right there," and she's like, "No, no, it's not." Yeah, there and
2: was then, a whole window that just, <laughs> actually a set of windows that I did not have.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we we both we were both <laughs> arguing because it, you know because. I thought she was just like being obtuse and she thought I was just being a bitch and, yep. <laughs> and it turned out that it neither was true and that stuff was just missing.
2: Yeah. And we're using like the same browser, the same OS that we, we could not figure out what was going on. And I still, I, I came home, I got my regular computer. It's still not visible. So uh, for, Sam just gets to set post excerpts forever. That's her. That's her job because they don't exist for me. Well, yeah, it was like extra and like five other options. Yeah, there's a bunch like... of other stuff. We, did, we weren't using a lot of it. But the one thing I was like, I've just got to find a plug in to do this. She's like, what are you talking about? It's right here. And I'm like, no, I need a plug in. Here's a plug in. She's like, no, I've got it. It's right here. And I'm like, but there, here's this plug in. So we argued for a good like 30 minutes before we figured out that I just turned my I picked up my laptop and I turned around. I was like, it's not here. <laughs> so,
0: it might also have helped if we hadn't drank three quarters of a bottle
2: of vodka at that point. I mean, <laughs> we've done much more robust redesigns in worse uh, scenarios, so I yeah. think that was fine
0: with with, with the more with more vodka. Yeah, right, right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, but it got done it works mostly somehow one half of a sentence got eaten but the rest of it was fine
0: yeah one half of a sentence got eaten well it was, it was interesting because when we first put it in like literally 4,000 words got eaten yeah
2: <laughs> but we fixed that and then like half a sentence disappeared it was weird I, I will say as redesigns go this one was surprisingly Smooth, which probably means there's at least six things that are broken that we just haven't noticed yet. Yeah, probably. That's okay. We'll fix them. We'll fix them. We we'll always do. We'll find them. We'll find them and fix them.
0: We always do. That's, that's the way what, we roll. That's the way we roll. <clears throat> that's what
2: users are for. Debugging. <laughs> right. Please go do free labor for us <laughs> and test the site. Thank you. Thank you so much for your effort and generosity.
0: It's not free. They give fabulous scholarship. They do. In
2: return Even more now. Yeah. In return. All right.
0: (laughs) So that means go check out the site if you haven't yet. It's amazing. You don't want to miss it. That being said, let's start out with some important stuff. What you
2: playing, what you reading, what you drinking.
0: Rachel, what you been playing
2: lately?
1: Oh, you're gonna laugh at me.
2: Rachel's probably been playing classwork.
1: <laughs> Rachel has been playing classwork and that, also that figure thing. out the Blackboard bugs. But uh in actual game terms, uh Rachel has been playing uh Pokémon Super Mystery Dungeon,
2: Ooh. which I
1: got for 30% off with my birthday coupon. Thank you very much Nintendo. Oh, that's right. Rachel just had a birthday. Mhm. I'm now 13 instead of 12. I know it's amazing. Ooh. <laughs> and uh of course hours of uh animal crossing pocket camp which i play with my mom and dad and sister on the phone
2: wow <laughs>
1: every weekend that is oh well i it's... guess that's what
2: 13 year olds do yeah play games with i get animal. very
1: lonely because i'm 13 and my family lives five hours away <laughs> if that anyone's adorable. been kidnapped and held against their will it's me
2: <laughs> oh my gosh you know sam you know what we didn't do somehow what was that we didn't actually introduce rachel yeah we did know what that means. did we yeah did we she's gonna cut all this section out later because i'm gonna be like <laughs> uh, where was i <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you missed all that
0: I you guess. missed all that.
2: I was uh-huh. downloading books from the Humble Bundle, which right now is all Game <laughs> Studies titles.
1: <laughs>
2: really, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: We did. All right. Cool. cool. Shows how much Alicia's paying attention. Cool.
2: I uh, definitely attention. It,
0: Love Dun you. It, Rachel.
1: Love you. Mean it. <laughs> okay. I'm just all, right. all right. Um. Anything else, Rachel? That's pretty much it for what I've been playing. For the past few weeks, cool. Uh, Drinking water. No, not not yet. Oh, not yet. No, no, no. no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. I'm sorry. She's she's. I'm new. I'm new. I'm new.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't mess up the flow.
2: What you playing,
1: Alicia?
0: Uh,
2: I am still playing Slay the Spire with a vengeance. No, because they have a daily quest right Mm -hmm. and the daily quest there's at least i've seen at least probably 12 different versions that rotate and sometimes Mm -hmm. there's well probably like more like six that rotate and then occasionally there's like some new stuff that just pops up that i've only seen once Mm -hmm. um and i don't know these are totally arbitrary numbers so uh pedantic listeners please do not send corrections because i really could not be bothered um (laughs) But, like, it, so there'll be, like, these wacky new challenges, and then, you know, if it's a really complicated one, it takes me an hour to get through, unless I die real early, and then I'm just sad. Uh, so, when I'm done, as busy as I am this semester, I'm like, well, that was my gaming time, I'm finished, back to work. <laughs> so, it's, it's pretty much just been that. Though, I have been playing Overwatch again, because of the new event, mm-hmm. and I want new skins, um... But, man, I don't, I don't like all the focus in Arcade on Deathmatch, and I don't really like the, uh, the specialized things either, which, you know, you get two-thirds of the way through, and then somebody leaves, and, or somebody just dies in a really stupid way, and then you're, like, just there, and you have to redo the whole thing. So, I've been playing a little bit of Overwatch, but it's been frustrating.
0: They pull you back in with those new events all the time. They
2: do, and because you're like, oh, I want the loot boxes. But then you're like, but oh, this is such a pain in my ass. (laughs) But I did get a a Lucio skin, so I feel like my work is done. (laughs) Like, what more do I need, really? Apparently nothing.
1: I heard everyone talking about new Mercy skins, but I've never played Overwatch. So I guess that's cool.
2: And I don't heal so i play mercy sometimes never no i wouldn't want you to be my healer <laughs> you'd really be out like, there playing oh. mercy like running around with your little pistol exactly everybody's dead <laughs> exactly <laughs> then y'all sam y'all is dead, be dead. <laughs> i'd be dead if be i had dead. a dollar for every time i've had to res sam in some way in some game I well it's a good thing retire. you play a
0: freaking healer then
2: isn't it Yes. <laughs> Not when we were playing Destiny, though, and I would just be like, hold on, let me run over there and res Sam. Blah, blah. Be right there. Blah, blah.
0: <laughs> Look. DPS, that's my job. DPS. I don't care what. I no, don't care. You have
2: to be on your feet to actually do the damage. <laughs> Whatever. Just FYI.
0: Whatever. See, healers. See, that's what it is. We need more healers in Destiny because the healers do their job. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I can do
2: all the damage I want. What are you talking about? Nah. Just tell us what you're playing. What about I playing? You're not even making stuff. any sense right now. I am too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just not listening. Oh, right. Um. It's me. It's only me. <laughs> Let's see. What have I been playing? Um... What have I been playing? Oh, you know, you been I've been like? playing. I went back and I played a little more <laughs> of the Darwin Project.
2: Really? It um,
0: mm-hmm. was an early awesome. access still, so uh, but the du the duo mode came out, um, and I didn't play the duo mode. I actually, to be perfectly honest, but I did go in and I played because um, they opened up private matches, so I was able to just you know, pull together a group of people that I know to play the game with um, which made it a lot more fun. Um so, I played some Darwin Project um, I, you know what I've been playing a lot of? Because um, the, uh, the Easter Bunny bought it was Splatoon 2 because P really wanted uh, me to play Splatoon 2 with her. Um and I was really pissed because, and the reason I hadn't been playing Splatoon two, even though I really enjoy Splatoon, was that when they came out with this, when they came out with the new version, um, you can't play together anymore. What? Uh, no, you can't play together. There's no co-op. You have to buy two copies of the game. That's dumb. It is I hate very it when dumb. They do that. It's a very dumb, and I didn't, and I didn't realize that when Pete got it for Christmas. Um, you know, cause Santa didn't pay any attention and uh, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, so I was just like, whatever, I'm not buying a second copy. That makes no sense to me. I'm not going to give you, you know, $120 to play this game. Right. Um, but P was. she loves the game and she's been playing it. And she's like, I really wish we could play together. I really wish we could play together. So the Easter Bunny saw fit to bring me a copy in my Easter basket. Um, so we've been playing a lot of Splatoon 2. And I got to admit, I'm pissed off that it costs $120 for us to play this game together. But it is a lot of fun. Um, but it sets a bad precedent. I'm re- really okay, does. so I got to talk about that because I'm really, one, I'm pissed off about that. And I'm really pissed off about the fact that, like, with the new version of Minecraft, you can't, even, yeah. you can still share the game via the, you know, via family share, but you can't share any of the DLC anymore. Yeah, so you can't we, share skin packs, you can't share worlds. You can't Oh my share gosh, no, I need stuff. to weigh in
2: on this because um we created... An account from my child, but I have to let him play on mine, which means I, I get like 30 invites a day from his little friends.
0: Yeah. I hate Cause it. Because he has to play wherever the DLC is located. It's
2: so stupid.
0: Because there's no more sharing. Yeah. Right? They are just they just got to go for the money grab, right? And it really? just makes me livid. Mm-hmm. It just makes me live it. I mean, and, and they have gotten a whole lot less money out of me. I think I have bought one, like one piece of DLC since the new version of Minecraft came out. Um, Just one. And I'm because I'm pissed off about it. I'm like, you're not getting any more money out of me because I'm not going to buy, you know, a skin pack or I'm not going to buy a world or a texture pack that, you know, I want to play and then have to, like, have my have my account on and have um, a world open and not be able to play anything else just so my kid can use that texture pack later.
2: No. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: So, I mean, in the law, if, uh, I don't know if other people are doing the same thing, but when it comes to me, they're losing money. Yes, because exactly. I was always buying those stupid packs for something else. Because she was like, oh, I want to play the candy world. And then she'd play it, like, one time and never play it again. Or Halloween. I We bought all, the, like, the little seasonal we ones. we have that
2: stupid Halloween world, and I'm pretty sure a guy played once.
0: Right. I mean, we bought all the little seasonal ones. But I'm I'm angry, so I'm not giving them any money now. So they're losing out just because they were trying to be greedy.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Push <laughs> people too far. Right. Fix your shit game companies.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, well that's good to segue great into tonight's topic. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. We'll bring mm-hmm. that back up. Um so that's what we're that's what we're playing. what, what you reading?
0: Rachel,
1: what you reading? You reading anything good? Uh i am reading saint augustine on christian doctrine so so no then (laughs) so no (laughs) thomas if you're listening i'm so sorry
0: (laughs) nothing good nothing good at all
1: uh no it's this is the the curse of of coursework uh gotta jump through those uh core course hoops i'm
2: almost done i'm so excited Past Alicia decided she needed to have all of the secondary areas that they would let her have, (laughs) Uh, so took all the classes, and Past Alicia was dumb. (laughs) And Past Alicia is ABD now, but still in coursework, Um, but almost done. So close. So So close. close. So close. So far. Nope. It's it's just a couple of weeks and two more papers. I got this. (laughs) It's fine. All right, Alicia, what you reading, darling? I'm reading some awesome things. Mm -hmm. I am rereading some sections of diversifying uh, Barbie and Mortal Kombat because of a project that I have to work on over the summer. Um, And I don't know. I I think that when I, because I kind of read it quickly when it first came out. Um, I I think I might have had to read it for a class. Now that I'm reading Diversifying Barbie and Mortal Kombat again, I'm catching a lot of things that I, I don't know, they just didn't either, they didn't hit me the same way the first time Mm -hmm. or I just didn't pay enough attention. Um, But I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think it's my favorite of the Barbie and Mortal Kombat books, obviously for good reasons. Um, But I'm also reading, I think what Sam is also reading, which is Christopher Paul's The Toxic Meritocracy of Video Games. Yep. Why Gaming Culture is the Worst. (laughs) which is the best title (laughs) it's the best title it is yeah but I just started it I think I'm only on page I'm looking I'm only on page of 40 so
0: yeah uh, I'm not very far in either because I I started reading it um, and I'm probably not much further in than you are Uh, and then like other stuff started to happen (laughs) like you know Finish right. up the, the <laughs> journal launch, and it was like, so we're just gonna just go work on this,
2: and that's it for like now. Um, I've really enjoyed the approach that he's taking with this one, though, because it it's it's kind of circling the drain of the the get good culture.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I'm using the word drain there very purposely because fuck the get good culture. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. So if you're at all uh, into I, I wouldn't say it's particularly heavy, scholarly. At least at this point, I think it's it's pretty accessible. I may not be the best judge of that, though. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it is too. I think it's it feels much more accessible than the uh, yeah than his yeah. earlier book Wordplay, um, and I think that was one of the first things I said to you when. Uh, when we were talking when I was when I first started reading the book and I was like oh I feel like I can use this almost with my undergrads because this feels so much more accessible than his earlier book Um, so but it's been a really good read and I've really been uh, enjoying it Um, I've also started reading um, some fiction something for fun
1: Um, how did you have time for that (laughs) Waking up at four in the morning obviously
0: at four in the morning yes exactly no um I started reading um children of blood and bone
2: oh I have that open I have the uh, page about it open in my one of my browsers on my phone I was reading about that how is it
0: um it's really good um I uh I actually ordered a uh a print copy of it and i hope i i don't oh you can lend it to me no <laughs> no you just said you have books by that you're going to return when you it was, graduate it was and book you singular, me to ma'am you something else
2: that was, no. that was book singular
0: whatever man you're not getting my book um uh and i'm going to sla- slaughter her name is her name is uh Tommy Adime that's probably Ad- wrong it is probably wrong. Ed Yemi. A D E Y E M I. Um, but it's this fantastic uh fa- like fantasy slash sci fi. It feels more fantasy than sci fi. Um that is based on uh African culture and African legend. Mm-hmm it is amazing. Uh, and it's about this kind of mystical, these mystical folk. I know I get it. You know, I get mad about the myth of the magical Negro, but this is different. Um, but it is mystical folk, um, who, who are existing in this space. Um, but at the same time, they, they, their, their magic is marked on their bodies by white hair. Um, and by c- the curliness of their hair. Now, and the, the character so far um I've just started reading it. Um the main character, the protagonist um is a young girl, which you know also kind of strikes home with me. Uh but so she starts to it's 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 interesting that they focus on things like hair and they focus on things um like culture because these are the things that you know, we deal with on every day, right? Oh, can I touch your hair? Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that the hair is the focus and it becomes not only the focus in terms of, Oh, can I touch your hair? But, uh, I, I kind of know this in advance, even though it's not like a big part of where I am yet in the book. Um, but her hair starts to become curlier. Right. So it becomes more, more, right. Um, and it, it's dealing with issues of blackness in some very... Because it's a YA novel, so that's, that's always important to remember, right? So it's mm-hmm. dealing with issues of blackness um, in some very uh, age-appropriate ways, right? Uh, to, to make them all kind of more uh, fantasy-based rather than more realistic, um, which, you know, works for YA novels. They've been, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's the way YA novels operate. Um, but it's beautifully written. Um, and the descriptiveness of it kind of really pulls you in. Uh, the, the hardcover is something ridiculous, like 500 and some pages. It's a big book. It's yeah. It's a big book. Um. And uh, I actually started reading it because uh, we always uh, on my craft stream. We always talk about books. We talk about music. We talk about books. We talk about games. We talk about everything, right? Um, but we've been talking a lot about books, period. Uh, and somebody was somebody asked uh, in a stream a couple of weeks ago. You know what? Can we start a book club? <laughs> I'm oh, like, that's really huh? cool. And they were, they were like, can we start a book club? We wanted, we, we should all read a book together. And, um, so I, you know, asked other folks in the community, right. Uh, would you guys want a book club? And they there was like this resounding yes. Um, so, uh, we put in some suggestions and voted for what book we wanted to read first and children of blood and bone one. So, um, that's going to be our first, uh, Mixer Channel Book Club book, cool. I know it's really cool. Um, so that's so those that's what I'm reading for the most part. And I got a really cool book in the mail today, but I'm not gonna tell you about it yet. All right, uh. mysterious. <laughs> it, it was another games book. It's on toxic masculinity in games. Okay. And oh, I have to tell you this, my kid right so I picked up the book and it's about toxic masculinity in games and there's lots of male characters on the front of the on the front of the book right mm-hmm. and I had put the book down and she was looking at it and she reads the title and I'm like packing up stuff because we're getting ready to go to Girl Scouts and I'm doing a I'm help, I'm we're doing a stem badge so I'm packing up iPads and you know taking all this all this stuff right and she's dead serious and she looks at me and she goes you know what really pisses me off and I was like whoa, <laughs> whoa.
2: whoa. what pisses pee off please was, tell us
0: I was like well wait first off I'm not okay with that and she's like I'm sorry you know what really makes me angry and I'm like that's better she was like all the characters on the front of that book are are men uh or or, yes she said all the characters are male is what she said because they're they're not all men there's like male other male characters that are uh that are not human so she goes "Are, are male and I goes well you know so let's talk about it I was like here's what this book is about and here's why you know why these characters are male because it's talking about the very thing that you're angry about um, so they put male characters on the cover and she goes, I guess that's okay. Then and it just keeps going on, <laughs> but she was dead serious. And I had never, cause she doesn't talk like that. <laughs> she, yeah. she, and she was mad. She was like, you know what really pisses me off? And I was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> and I, was I, have
2: like, a, I have an interesting book into that. Uh, it's synchronicity I guess the universe connecting our children um, so I have Shira Chess's Ready Player Two sitting on my table yeah, in the living room and Jack picked it up today and he goes what's this I was like oh that's one of my books for school um, I'm probably going to read it next because uh, I started it and I got distracted so I got to go back to it and he goes what's it about and I said, well, you know, you can look at it for a minute and, and tell me what you think it's about. And he was looking at it, and and he then he had some thoughts, and I explained. It was like, it's about, you know, uh, women playing games, and games for women, and, and how women get treated, and, you know, all this stuff. And he goes, hmm, that's really interesting. I would like to read that. I was like, well, you probably need to level up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but... But it was just funny that, you know, because it, it was it was the opposite reaction because it's the opposite topic. Mhm. You know, it wasn't that it was something that, that would make you mad because this is, well, I mean, it, it would make us mad because it's it's about our lives, but but he was just like, that's really interesting. And he wanted to read it. Um we were like, you you got to get a little older, but uh so both <laughs> of the kids are aware, you know, I guess they're helped along by having us as parents, but they're aware of these things in games and yet game designers can't seem to wrap their heads around it not to save their friggin lives Mm -hmm. (laughs) also uh rip your editing time with my audacity freaking out I'm sorry (laughs) thanks thanks a lot (laughs) my bad that's
0: okay I'll live maybe maybe all right so, that is what we're playing, what we're reading, the important part. Now you can answer the question, Rachel.
1: What you drinking, <laughs> darling? <laughs> water, because I'm boring.
3: Boring.
1: <laughs> boring. It's um raspberry-flavored seltzer water. It's not oh. even La Croix. It's um, Kroger brand, because <laughs> I'm cheap. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know what? It's water.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I still got uh more work to do so can't get drunk Uh, I wish (laughs) but I've learned from the couple times I've tried to do it that grading drunk is not good for me or my students
2: okay that's true grading drunk is bad but it would probably improve St. Augustine
1: that's probably true he was probably drunk while reading it or while writing it Um, but yeah a lot of people say like oh you should have some wine or something while you grade and you'll be more lenient with your students. And I'm like, no, it actually makes me meaner. Uh, same, it's not same.
3: good.
0: <sighs> I'm glad I'm not the only person I, I cannot. Cause the, the, the more I drink, the, the more pissed off I get when I'm, <laughs> when I'm grading. <laughs> so the first couple, the first couple, they might be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm having a glass of wine and I'm, this is nice. And I'm grading. And I'm listening <laughs> to some music. And then I started to get a little tipsy and I'm like, I really don't fucking want to be
1: doing this. (laughs) See, that's like a, that's even like nice. Mine is more like, I cannot, I don't have the inhibition to be like, I guess you don't like, I guess it's okay that you don't know this yet without the inhibitions. I'm like, why are you like this? I can't believe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm so mad that you're making me <laughs> make all these comments because you don't know these things, which is not charitable. And I know that that's not okay. So I don't drink it great.
2: <laughs> yep. Wow. I uh, don't have those issues. Yeah. I uh-huh. typically don't drink it great anyway, because I would like all my faculties present. Um, but it doesn't impact me in that way. I don't, <laughs> I don't get like <laughs> Angry! <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but my students are delightful, so I guess it's just that. My Mm-mm.
1: students are too. I'm just mean when I'm <laughs> drunk. Yeah, that's why I don't that... get drunk in front of people. Yeah, Sam,
2: we're we're your students, so <laughs> yeah, obviously we're nice delightful.
0: <laughs> the so, most so delightful. Don't, so don't drink
2: what you grade, papers, right? Please, no. right. Please <laughs> don't. I'm gonna come take all your alcohol. <laughs> I'm safe keeping
0: oh uh, i I learned long ago long, long ago that I cannot drink and grade. I don't even try <clears throat> well I don't even
2: try I'm not grading um, and I knew that I would be stuck in this room, apparently monitoring my input levels uh constantly, so I prepared myself two beverages, so don't worry, don't worry, Rachel, I got you covered cool. I am having a Sweetwater Extra Pale Ale 420. I think it's the Highway 420 or Interstate 420, I don't know. Um but since they don't have the Triple Tail all the time anymore, I'm uh I'm reduced to drinking other Sweetwater beers. Well, the Triple Tail was supposed to be seasonal. We I, I that. know, but they it it seems to have stuck, which is good, but they don't have it all the time anymore. Yeah. Um, the Triple Tail is delicious. Uh, but I also have a bourbon and peach tea. <laughs> I don't Started have, something I don't yesterday. Have tea. Started something. Yeah, I don't know. I've always drank bourbon and peach tea, but I really liked the peach tea with the tea vodka. The mm-hmm. TNT, and tea. Um, The TNT. yes. But I don't have any sweet tea vodka, so I have to do the lesser version. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. It's really hard to be me. <laughs> I keep having to redesign the website. I don't have any tea vodka. Wow, wow, wow. That's what I'm drinking. It will be fine. What about you, Sam? Uh, I'm actually
0: drinking a diet coke. Ooh. Um, well, yeah. So, and I don't and I don't have and I never have soda in the house. But uh, we went to Girl Scouts tonight and um, we didn't get out of Girl Scouts until late. Um, And I and I was like, oh, well, we don't have time because usually after Girl Scouts, we'll go out to dinner. Uh, But we got out late, which is a good thing because the kids were working. The girls were working on their STEM badges. And so we were doing like beginning coding stuff and none of them wanted to stop oh that's cool it was and like one of the youngest one of the youngest kids uh, she's a she's a brownie right Mm -hmm.
3: Um,
0: and she's she's a little she's a little um, she was like flying through and she was so proud of herself she would come to me and show me it was fun because I'm going to tell the story um, so we started with uh, with talking about arrays and how computer programs operate, right? That they give you directions. They give you step-by-step directions, right? So um, a lot of like the coding board games and the coding apps, you know, they do this in terms of, you know, asking kids to, you know, do this on a screen or do this on a board right. To get from one place to another. And sometimes, especially for little kids, it's hard for them to wrap their head around it because it's still kind of abstract. Um, so we were in a big open space. So we did it with bodies and we made up a little game called movers and shakers. So we had one person be the mover. Um, and then the rest of the girls would be the shakers, right? So the shakers had to, to come and point in a direction Right. And the, the mover had to move in that direction and they could only move in that direction until they ran into another shaker who would point them in a different direction. Right. So they were getting input from the shakers to get to their final point. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was the, the, the shakers were basically the array. Right. Uh, And they were, they were getting the, the movers would get their input from the array. And so that made perfect sense to them, right? Because then they had something uh, more concrete to wrap their heads around instead of me trying to explain arrays and commands to five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-olds, right? Um, So that was really fun. They didn't want to stop that at first, right? So, and I was like, well, we're going to stop. We're going to do something else, right? Um, So we started to get into some basic coding apps at that point, right? Right but because they had already kind of taken their bodies, right, it's all about, it's, I mean, basically it's embodiment, right? So it's the embodied, the embodied nature of learning in this way, right? So now that they had gone through and actually done this um, and had a good understanding of it, like I said, the five-year-old was like zooming through, like P, because, you know, she's been doing this stuff since she was five. Um, so she was like my helper, right? She was helping the other girls and, and taking them through when they would get stuck. But the littlest one, she flew past everybody. Like other, like other kids were, uh, you know, like they were working on like, uh, level seven or level eight. She came up and she was like, look, I'm on level 14. And she had three starred every level. Wow. I it, I know. Amazing. Right and it was but it was really fun to do it in that way because um it had never occurred to me to to actually have them walk through this notion with their bodies before um but it was a good way to you know help them one burn off some of that energy so they could sit still and listen <laughs> <laughs> um afterwards um but just uh, but just doing it with their like physically Uh, walking through a program right for lack of a better for lack of a better phrase physically walking through a program gave them a level of understanding that they were able to carry into um, a more abstract exercise which was exciting and fun but i'm sorry
1: that sounds like like a lot more fun than everything my little sister's girl scout troop always used to do (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a lot it was a lot more fun than most of the stuff my girl scout troop
2: this Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truth.
0: <laughs> Truth.
2: Um Terry yeah. my husband is the den leader for my son's uh boy scout troop cuz that's the only way I would let him into boy scouts um or the pack whatever the little their little whatever it is. I don't know all the terms. Um and he does a lot of like if we were going to prepare for the zombie apocalypse stuff, like they <laughs> do all their badges couched in that. It's mm-hmm. what keeps the kids interested. Yeah. But, so, yeah. That's fun. Um,
0: did what you read What you
2: i'm like where are we uh samantha has no idea i have no idea that's I okay you. i apparently missed a whole section of the podcast earlier so <laughs> everybody's on the struggle bus
1: listen we're all doing the best we can lack we're all sleep. doing so good everybody makes mistakes
0: yeah total complete lack of sleep i'm like yep yeah. I'm like I'm going to bed as soon as this podcast is over, and anybody who knows me knows that that's like five hours earlier than I usually go to bed. Like literally five hours earlier mm-hmm. than I usually go to bed. So,
2: <clears throat> well, All right. I know I know where we are. Okay, we're ready to talk about the issue of the week.
0: Yes, we are.
2: Dun, 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 dun. We are the issue of the week. Yay, me and Rachel. <laughs>
0: yes yes you are so you guys are doing some amazing interesting research that you know uh alicia's writing about i was like what's your name alicia's writing (laughs) about and talking about all the time tell us tell us about this whole mafia thing
2: all right well i will start um because i started it yeah so last (laughs) semester um Though I guess the story goes back further than that. Last semester, I was doing a project for class, uh, and I decided to start researching this online community dedicated to playing mafia games that I was a member of. uh, Mm -hmm. Because it just seemed really fascinating, right? And I joked about it with them from the beginning. I was like, I'm going to end up studying you guys at some point. Um, And then it became a reality. So uh, this community is housed on the Recetta Reform, which is refugees from the collapse of NeoGAF, um the forum that shall not be named uh and <laughs> you we just play I know shut up <laughs> Rachel <laughs> You're my padawan in this <laughs> I'll
1: You can smack tell you she on loves on
2: your on your young head
1: You can tell she loves collaborating with me right I actually mm-hmm. super do um, <laughs>
2: Rachel's one of my favorite collaborators. And I have lots of collaborators, so that actually means a lot. Um,
1: I appreciate that.
2: I love you. Uh, Okay, so we play these really intense, long games of Mafia. Not like, you know, short games, you play at a party or whatever, but, you know, uh, between 15 and like 25 players, they'll last like weeks sometimes the roles are really complicated like i was just in a game not long ago it was not a standard game this was a really out there game but i had a power where every night i had to like roll a die and then i had to look at what i got and kind of judge what to do with it um and i had like i could protect people and like heal people and like steal their stuff and like all all these different options it was wild to try to keep up with everything and my my role is actually super tame Compared to the others. So you have a lot of these really elaborate scenarios, which requires a lot more balance and consideration toward game design um, than in your standard social deception game, which is where our research comes in. I started this project to kind of research the design flow and how the community was interacting. The project immediately, as projects do, got much bigger. Um, And so when I finished up my stuff for class, I thought, wow, I have a lot here to work with. Um, this could be a really like long, important, multi-phase project. I should probably get a collaborator, if only to make sure that my research is not like that. I'm not misreading things because I'm so close to the community.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Which since is Rachel
2: is a spectacular nerd in the way that I am, and <laughs> understands forums, because there's not that many of us anymore, uh, no, my friend. Not. Uh, I decided to ask her if she would be interested, and I will let her speak to why she decided to jump into this
1: um so i've been uh playing different kinds of forum role-playing games since i was like too young to be on the sites (laughs) uh like 11 or 12 years old and uh so
2: like two years ago since you're only 13
1: yeah definitely i'm only just now legal (laughs) um (laughs) uh i've been with the community that i'm with I'm not actually 13. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm like a, a full adult, well, well into the age of majority. Um, <laughs> um, they just like to tease me as all. And I've been with the community that I'm with now for, um, I'm coming up on five years with them, uh, and four of those spent as uh, administrator. Um, but unlike Alicia, I never considered like using that as a side of research, Um, I was only in my first year at my undergrad institution when I joined up with these people. So, um, I don't think I could ever make that transition just because that's not the relationship that like people signed up with, with me, signed up for with me, you know, years ago. Um, yeah. Whereas
2: I've been a researcher the whole time. Right, right,
1: right. So that makes that relationship different. Um, but it means that I have like a facility with, um, this kind of environment online in this kind of game but also I'm a total outsider I'm not part of um the mafia community like I'm uh,
2: though they have invited you
1: yes <laughs> 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 yeah um I think it's honestly it's probably better for me to stay outside so that I can like maintain that kind of distance um and despite that distance in we coded like nearly 600 uh Um, codes. uh, Items of discussion. Items, yeah. Um, And we only disagreed about them like three times. Yeah. So, uh, still pretty reliable despite me being, you know, way outside. Um,
2: Yeah, it was actually pretty amazing. There were just a couple mm -hmm. of occasions where, you know, because I was reconciling our coding and I was like, well, uh, Rachel's got this and... I don't know, you know, and then I would go back and look at what I was doing and and thinking about it. And I'm like, well, okay, Um, I have this in like this order, but what we're doing is the same. And the only times that we really disagreed, there was one moment where Rachel was like, wow, that got really intense. And I was like, oh, that's just a joke. There's just (laughs) this one person that like they they were really down on in all these threads, but nobody really dislikes him. And it kept coming up. People were like, would, would joke about him. He's a good friend of mine. We ran a game together, uh, the first game that I ever ran. And uh, she was like, wow, people just really hate him. I'm like, no, everybody loves him. <laughs> it's just the way it came across in this one section of the discussion thread. Um, you know, and this is why I think it's it's really good to have one person who's involved with the community and one person who's not. Um, so we can look at those moments and actually judge what's happening with the interactions between players and members of the community when they're discussing like whether or not something should be changed. But that was one of the few times where we actually had disagreement on the page, uh, when we were coding and only because I knew what was going on and she didn't.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise we were, you know, pretty reliable in terms of, uh, our coding. And so this is just a great opportunity for me to, um, get to, work with forum games and stuff like that which I've you know thought about doing a lot but um, I just don't feel right doing it with my own community
0: that and makes sense so <clears throat> I completely forgot what I was going to ask no <laughs> 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 it was like I, I had this question in my head and I, I was holding the pen and I was like I'm going to write this down and um, I, I just kept talking yeah well that's okay um, it's because it actually sounds fascinating. So it's it's interesting that that Rachel has come in as a kind of I don't know, buffer. Yeah, I as well good, as yeah. um. So I wonder if what does that do um to an argument a bit that would say, well, what about you know? Feminist research methodologies, where it's okay to be embedded in a community and to not have objectivity.
2: Well, I would think that in this case, because Rachel and I are, aren't just working separately, like we're we're talking through these things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's a it's a real collaboration. Um, like, for instance, we were just writing a paper for uh, conference proceedings. And we just sat down and talked through like every section, every paragraph, every bit of the research and what we were doing. And it it means that every piece of that paper is a real give and take that we've gone over together. So I may be embedded in the community and I have a perspective, but then she has another perspective and we work those perspectives until we kind of come to a place that seems to cover everything that needs to be covered for the research. Mm hmm Right? That's how I would categorize it. I'm not sure about how Rachel would.
1: I think that's pretty accurate. And also, I, it's kind of like, you know, roll your D20 for an accuracy check, you know. It's <laughs> a, um, I think having both of us together is a way to, like, make sure that we're seeing everything that's possible there. Especially because we're arguing that, like, these kinds of communities are a site for um, researchers to, like, understand what's going on in game design and game design processes uh, without having access to, like, professional studios, so if these are a site for research, then that, I don't think that can only be restricted to people who are part of these communities, right? Part of our argument is that they're accessible um, publicly. So, uh, it's useful to have, to have the both of us. Otherwise, I think it would just be mostly, like, uh, Autoethnographic on Alicia's part.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I think that that having you to kind of talk about these things with um, helps with that because that was my concern, right? Mm-hmm. Is that I would be it would be impossible for me to see um, things from an outside perspective. And this all started uh, actually from an article uh, in a book um, by a, a former guest on the show, Cody Reimer, uh, who was writing about. Riot Games' approach to studying League of Legends. Sam is very familiar with this project because she chaired his dissertation. Um, But there was this very specific moment in this article that he had written in which he said, you know, like, you can see these discussions that developers at Riot are having on Reddit with players, and players are making suggestions. They're like, hey, we need to change the game in this way. And the developers at Riot who are participating in these discussions on Reddit are saying, we talked about that, but we ultimately decided not to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And that was the point which I said, what we can't see from Cody's research is how they made that decision, right? Like, when they decided we rejected those things, we, we decided the same thing, but we chose not to go that route. Why didn't they? Right? But with a community like this, that is designing games constantly and always thinking about, like, balance and mechanics and how to keep players happy and how to keep them coming back, we get to see all those decisions in action. Mm -hmm. and it's really fascinating
1: yeah and they're all they're all laid out even when they get messy and when there's like you know some fighting going on and stuff like that yeah Um, people
2: get a little intense even when sometimes it's joking intensity Um, you know because it's it's people discussing games we always get intense talking about games right Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and we were just giving a presentation on this uh, a little while ago and Alicia said they're like Mafia is an intense game, like it carries over into the community as well when you're talking about that like out of character. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm wondering I, I, and, and this is not a question I expect you to
2: answer. uh um, oh no, this is gonna be a hard one.
0: <laughs> no, no, no no, no, because i'm I'm just thinking, as you guys are talking about this, is that you know, how much of this has to do with you know the fact that Economically, there's not, you know, the same uh, buy-in. There's not as much on the line economically. They're not up against that same kind of crunch time. So there's more kind of leisure time to linger over some of this, right? Um, Because I mean, I know for a lot of a lot of game devs, that that's the problem, Mm -hmm. right? Is that they think about it and they're like, oh, it'd be great if we could do this or fix that or do this differently, but that would add, you know three weeks to our to our dev cycle or that would add even a week to our dev cycle and that's just you know something we can't afford when we've got 400 people on that are you know that we have to pay for an additional week um and I'm and so I'm wondering uh, you know how much of that has to do with things like uh economic possibility, mm. but then also I think it would be super interesting not for you necessarily to do it, but for someone to do it, right? To look at how this lines up with other kinds of analog games, right? Right. Um, I mean, even though, you know, Mafia takes place online, I still see it. I, that's it's just more me. comparable in some
2: ways to that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as being an analog game, and I'm wondering how, how well that aligns, I mean, even to, because even to analog games, right? Because if I understand that you see the value and I see the value, right. in in terms of talking about it in terms of video game development, but I'm wondering uh, how much of it uh, kind of like, like I said, lines up with analog games, other analog games. Um,
2: Well, this is something that actually I can answer because I've thought about it a lot. mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. In uh, a, the, the, one of the things that I think first drew me to the community in terms of a, a research project, one of the first things I fixated on is the fact that they they run very rigid schedules. They have entire teams of administrators who are just dedicated to like reviewing games and keeping track of like Q and A. I mean, um, quality control mm-hmm. and uh, and scheduling and like management. And I was like, wow, there's just like so much actual work that goes into this. But one of those things is that they keep this very rigid schedule, and they run a, a very specific number of games, um, and they don't have downtime. There's mm-hmm. almost always a game running, or there's time for that like that season-ending discussion thread where the whole community comes together and talks about, like, here's what happened, here's what we kind of want to change, let's maybe work on this. But outside of that... Um, there's always something happening and in fact I have become one of the administrators in this community and I raised the point I'm like you know we don't have to have a game running all the time they're like yes we do because we have (laughs) to keep players attached and invested because if we don't if we can't get the 25 players or whatever to to play this game we don't have a game Mm -hmm. so we've always got to keep people involved and going so there's not the same kind of capitalistic kind of economic value but there is this huge investment of time Right, time on behalf of the game designers and the people who are doing all the quality control in the background and the schedulers, and all of this stuff to keep everybody invested in playing all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a one to one cognate. And there's a lot of things. In fact, Rachel and I have talked about this some, and, and I'll let her expand on it if she wants to. There's a lot of things that we kind of have to translate. But if you actually hold them up side by side, if we like made a chart of all the things that could be compared between like a game produced for money with money for money versus a game produced, you know, in a community like this, the connections are much stronger than I would have guessed when I started this project.
1: Oh yeah. And I think I would add like, you know, the, we've not done like a demographic survey or anything like that, but Alicia being a member knows that like, it's not all white dudes, um, who are in this community. Like obviously, um, So that's a pretty big difference when it comes to like uh, Mafia and Resetera versus like a professional game design studio. Mm -hmm. So that also kind of changes the way that uh, discussions are happening because people are actually like considering other folks um, because there are other folks in the scare quote room, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that like, with these being fully digital and, like, text-based, people have time to think about what they're going to say. So, in essence, it's like an email chain back and forth in a listserv, um, which makes the, like, overall discussion a little different, I think, because you can go back and look at what other people have said, but, um, like Alicia was saying, all of the major components that you would see, I think, in, like regular design are happening here. Mm-hmm. Just a little work is needed to kind of make that, uh, to make those things equivalent.
2: Yeah. I mean, cause it's not like naturally equivalent, mm-hmm. but just in looking at what they're doing and how they're doing and, and what's on the line, uh, because if they don't keep people happy, there's no community.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, just the same as if you don't keep people happy with your MMO, you don't sell subscriptions anymore and people don't play it. Um, But kind of in terms of making those connections, I think we we get deeper into the possibilities for research in this and the possibilities of not just us researching, but other people, because it's not like students or educators or even other researchers can just go into a professional game design studio and sit down and be like, I'm just going to watch for, you know, the next year. That's cool, right? Mm hmm. But this we can. Anybody can go watch this. It's public.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of room here for, um, like, analysis and observation. So students looking to get into game design can kind of take their cues from this and learn what a design environment might be like.
2: And there's Um, hundreds of communities doing just social deception games. And then there's, you know, that's without even getting into all of the – all these communities that do regular game jams. Uh, you know, and then they have these kind of ongoing discussions about how to use the software and how to use platforms and how to create and how to do this. So there are all these different sites for potential study out in the world uh, Mm -hmm. that do have some different priorities from professional studios, but still exhibit some of the same behaviors.
1: Right, and like also professional studios are often working on games that are like pretty similar to each other. If you're interested (laughs) in making games that are different uh something different is a good thing to look at Mm -hmm.
2: that's a good point
1: so there you you talked
0: about uh a few moments ago you talked about the fact that after a game runs this kind of this reflective uh process where people think back over you know what went on what they could have changed what they would have liked to have seen differently are there any even kind of like in wiki form or just like shared documents, uh, are there any kind of, for lack of a better phrase, like post-mortems or white papers that go on after these games or, um, hmm. Cause there I've are... never played like a mafia online and I'm, and I'm really, I'm going to blame you for it. I'm really <laughs> interested. Right. In come play. <laughs>
3: I know you have all that know. spare time. You know, right? I get
0: kind of, I get competitive. Um, but I'm really interested in in the whole process, right? So, yeah, I'm sorry. But, yeah, <laughs> the question about, about postmortems or white papers or any kind of, like, reflective.
2: A lot of that stuff that they do have is is really casual. Um, and mm-hmm. this may be one of the bigger differences, because we, when they start, like, a season-ending review thread where all this discussion happens, mm-hmm. um, the first post just kind of frames the discussion, like, here are some of the issues that got raised. Like, in one of the seasons, there was a fight in one of the games. Like, it was just <laughs> this long, drawn-out, ongoing fight. That would um, be me. Would oh, be God. Me. No, it was awful. <laughs> I was in that game, and it was – you just didn't even want to log in and play. But you had to because it's a commitment, right? So it was like everything mm-hmm. was like, oh, God, I just want to win because this is awful. Um, we did win. Town won. Uh, we vanquished people who liked pineapple pizza, because uh, all the games are named.
1: <laughs> Trying to figure so. out what was going on <laughs> for me was very weird. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> why that? is everybody so mad about pineapple pizza? <laughs> yeah. And like then <laughs> yes. I had to come out to Alicia as a pineapple and pizza eater. So I know. Like, I know. Pineapple so th- pizza is delicious. Yeah, no. it is.
2: <laughs> no, it's gross. It's just the wrong texture, y'all. Anyway. So, uh, people will set the the frame, like, okay, so here were some issues that were raised during this season. In one of the games, there was a lot of infighting. How do we deal with that? How do we reduce tension so that people can, you know, you can be intense, but without, like, calling each other assholes. Um, like, there was a lot in that game. People were calling each other stupid, which was just, it was bad. (laughs) Um, but the games are intense, right? So there'll be that. And there'll be like, uh, okay, well, this game didn't just didn't do as well. It wasn't very active. What was wrong? How do we fix it? And then there will be like a recent issue that is, has come up is that this new forum that we're on has a lot more formatting options, including you can change the size of the text to make it really big or really small. And we've been discussing whether or not that impacts accessibility um, and readability. Mm -hmm. So, all these issues will get raised, and then there's a little addendum that's like, if there's something else you want to discuss, just bring it up. And then for a couple of weeks, everybody talks about it, kind of stuff gets hashed out. Sometimes there's polls, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we might have poll results. But at the end, um, the administrators will just kind of come out and say, these are the rule changes we're going to implement for the next season. We're going to try these things and see how it goes. So, it's this iterative process. In which each season some new things kinda get tested and we see if it works or not. Um, but there's a lot of involvement from everybody. Now what there is in terms of documentation are a lot of guides. There's uh two different guides to running games. Mm-hmm. Uh there's a guide to playing as town. Nobody's written nobody in our community at least has written a guide to playing as the mafia. I'm I'm not really sure why. I guess because
1: you Everyone can... thinks the Mafia is already good.
2: <laughs> it's true. We do. We have this thing right now where the Mafia is too strong. And also, since you get to talk with everybody on your team when you're Mafia, I guess there's not a guide for that. But we also keep statistics and data from every game and every season. Um, and when I discovered that, I spent like three weeks just digging through and like studying everybody that I would play with and be like, okay, so here's how you're going to behave when you're Mafia. Um, but so it's all this like meta text. uh that's available to all the players everybody can see it but there's not like official postmortems. i think mostly because people don't have time mm-hmm. they're always running like you know we don't have crunch in that way we're like you're at the office and that's where you live now um but there's always this pressure to like keep the games going and keep everybody happy and so always moving forward um and it means that things get changed sometimes, like on the fly, or there's a situation that maybe could have been figured that nobody dealt with because there wasn't time. But it's always going. That was way more answer than you needed, but that's what no, you got. No,
0: I, like I said, I, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm actually fascinated by, um, by the, for lack of a better word, machinations, right, uh, within this community because it sounds. Um, It sounds amazing because it it sounds like it is kind of um, organization at its finest, right? Um, And, you know, aside from, you know, week-long arguments, uh, it sounds like it needs to be uh, fine-tuned mechanically in order to make it flow and in order to make it work well, not just in terms of the narrative, but also kind of logistically. So... I think I'm, like I said, I'm really interested in it. Um, I, and you like come play and that's, yeah, I, I think I would be the person who like got sucked in and would be doing nothing else. They were like, what happened to, what happened to Sam? She started playing mafia online. And oh, I get never so
2: intense. Like I'm already, <laughs> I already made a name for myself as one of like the top posters in any game because I just won't stop. I'm like, well, you said this like six pages ago and here's the link. And then I have like 300 other words that I'm going to type in the 700 words to you. And I'm like, it's really, you? You yes, really? I know it's really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, Shocker! (laughs) (sighs) What is what with my my audacity is broken. I'm gonna have to start using GarageBand. I'm gonna be mad. Um, But I think that that Rachel's perspective on the information that actually gets put in the review threads might be more useful than mine.
1: So, Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, maybe the Alicia knows more about like what actually happened in the community in terms of like. Uh, rule changes and stuff, what she was able to map out uh, for some of the stuff that we've written. Um, And, uh, like I said, we agreed pretty much all the time. Um, And one of the things that we really agreed on was, like, almost everything had to do with UX. I did a lot of double coding, and it was always, like, UX and something else. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Because everything... uh, that's in these review threads from like the first post on is always couched in language. Like, uh, for me, when I played, I liked, I felt, I think, um, because it's like so deeply rooted in player experience, right? Because everyone is getting to give feedback on this.
2: It's really just all about keeping the players happy. I'm sorry, Sam, go ahead. No, no, no,
0: no, it's fine. That and that—that's an interesting phrase. It's about keeping the players happy, <laughs> because you know when you start talking about like outside of, uh, like this this game space and in in a in an actual video game space, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start talking about community and keeping folks happy, there's never even there's never any keeping folks happy. So I mean, I think what's what what is interesting is or could be interesting is looking at. What, you know, how, what does keep people happy, right? What does right. that process look like, um, right? Is it something that is uh, mutually beneficial? Is it, you know, knowing when to say yes and knowing when to say that's not going to happen? Uh, <laughs> you know, what is that? What what keeps them happy? I mean, not, not saying, <coughs> excuse me. I'm not saying this is an answer I'm looking for, but I'm saying that, Figuring out those answers seems to be what the the what the games community, the video games community needs, right, to start avoiding a lot of that uh shall we say, toxic yeah. behavior uh mm-hmm. that that uh doesn't pop up that exists in the community.
1: Yeah. Well I think I've got maybe two things to add. Um mm-hmm. first this is not like a definitive answer, but I think the main thing that I learned, uh, even just looking at the data that we pulled for this particular thing that we just did together, was that a lot of the ways in which, you know, people were kept happy was just in being listened to. Even if there wasn't a huge change at the end of the review thread, it mattered a lot that people were able to air whatever they wanted to say, and like talk to other people about it, and then someone, uh, you know, from the admin team was able to kind of pull that all together and say, "All right, well, here's what I'm hearing from you guys. Let's try this and see how it goes." And so, you know, even if people didn't get everything they wanted or only got, you know, one thing that they wanted, they were still mm-hmm. being listened to, and I think that was really important. Um, and second thing. Um, I'm kind of generalizing out to, like, other forum games here, but uh, the, like, cost investment is usually not a lot. Most forums are free or, like, relatively low cost. Um, The forum host that we use, for instance, is free. You can buy a premium subscription, so you can have uh, 18 and over material for, like, $60 a year, or something like that. Um, But the time commitment, because they're usually run by amateurs is like the huge investment so you're committing so much time and energy and like love into this um yes that like having people there is half the battle and it has to be instant and it has to be constant because if you you know lose momentum for more than a couple weeks you're done for and you're not going to get it back yeah um that's true And then if you want to talk about, like, a professional game, that's thousands and thousands of dollars and love and, like, work hours. So the stakes are much, much higher. Mm -hmm. They are higher, but as somebody...
2: (sighs) One of the things that I think is really interesting, Rachel pointed this out too, um, before, maybe not in this conversation, it all kind of comes together, is that one of the things that's fascinating about studying this is that there's no distance between player and administrator and designer, right? right? Sometimes they're the same person even. Um, but you know, I can go right to somebody who is running a game and say, Hey, I don't like this thing that you're doing. You should stop it. Um you know and you don't you don't usually have i mean you can you can yell at people on twitter but sometimes it's like yelling into the void right like hello and it certainly doesn't stop anybody because well, they do Well they're more it.
1: likely than not to just get blocked right they do they it can't on really mass. do that here <laughs> um,
2: we do it without the death threats though so at yeah. least so far as i That's I'm always
0: saying. a little nicer yeah
2: right um but because of that lack of distance it, you can you really do get heard like Rachel pointed out but mm-hmm. I will say this, as somebody who I just finished designing uh, my second game, which is based on Steven Universe, yay! <laughs> um, I'm currently working on a set of games based on the Twilight Zone. And the design part, for me at least, is pretty easy. Um, even though I'm a humanities person, I kind of have a math brain, which I like to lie about. But um, So balancing is straightforward for me uh Writing all of the stuff is straightforward for me, but the running of the game, man, I was so grateful to have my co-mod when I ran my first game, because there were some issues that came up. Like I got called out of bed at like three o'clock in the morning because something had happened. I got like my phone just exploded with messages, um you know, and and that's you, you got to get up, you got to get up, you got to deal with it, you you sacrifice sleep, you're there every day at the same time to do certain things in the game, to make sure everything runs smoothly, and it is this huge investment of time, and if you don't do it, people are pissed off and then they won't play you know, so you're not just doing it for yourself in your own game, you're doing it for the whole community, Mm hmm. And man, once I started running games, I got so much respect for the people who were doing it regularly. We have a few people who who run several games a year, and I'm mad props to those people, because it's hard. It's hard, and it's such an investment.
1: Well, in balancing, like, personalities, I've got... uh on my community that i run there are five of us staff and uh we need every single one of us because we all also like have lives um right and jobs and go to school and how dare you um yeah and uh unfortunately we all almost all of us live uh in the midwestern united states which makes like time zones hard um so i've definitely gotten woken up um By texts and Facebook messages from people because, like I said, I've been here for a long time. We're all kind of entwined in each other's lives and um definitely got, you know, texts at four in the morning. Someone is spamming from Hong Kong, please fix it. There's nudity and all kinds of things on this site. We're gonna get taken down (laughs) because Yeah. Um so like it's a it's a huge investment in terms of just like personal energy and it can be like also super draining too. you know emotionally uh when like someone just came out to you know their best friend and uh their best friend didn't take it well or um someone's you know telling you that my parents are uh fighting and I'm really scared or something like that because Alicia's community is mostly adults, mine is uh, some adults and some teenagers and uh, like 13, 14, 15 so it's a depending on what kind of community you're in, uh, those are things that have to be managed as well.
2: Yeah, I don't think we have anybody that young, or if they are that young, they haven't spoken up or they've lied outright um, which is possible but uh you know, you you do get some people. You know, we've had some people dealing with some some really serious issues, and uh, yeah, I mean that's suddenly you're not only an administrator or whatever you're doing all these other things. I actually get a lot of questions about. We have several people who are in college. I get mm-hmm. a lot of questions about
1: it. Oh, ABA me too. Formatting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you too. Yeah. Um, the human
2: writing
0: lab.
1: Yes. I, am the, I yes. am the writing lab. They the know mobile me, writing lab. They know me as the owl girl. Yeah. Because, like, my online handle is Hawk. And so they're like, hey, bird girl, <laughs> how oh. do I cite this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, I get a lot, a lot of, of resumes. hey, uh,
2: yeah, can you look at my, uh, my bibliography? I'm like, yep. But mm-hmm. here, let me send you to the owl.
1: Yeah, what does this assignment mean? Yeah. Can you help me with my homework? Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: I'll help my you with your homework. My professor says
1: this. Is this right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so but so not only are you
2: like dealing with game balance and all this administrative stuff and like putting out fires over here, or as we said today, there was a small spark. Just a little spark that we had to deal with. <laughs> um, but then you also have all these other things. Like Sometimes it's emotional issues. Sometimes it's homework issues. Sometimes it's just... I need somebody to talk to Mm -hmm. and everyone else is asleep and you're the only person who's awake because it's 2 o'clock in the morning so you're the one Um.
1: (laughs) yeah so I don't know it's like it's a game but it's also more than that which I think is also valuable because um, there are so many of these kinds of issues that come up in other online games as well like just because your game is a video game doesn't mean you're exempt from this and we but also is, learn this from like it's, uh, it's also part of the
2: distributed humaning. work model Right? Like yeah. as, as we move Into more of like yeah. distributed work And international teams Collaborating mm-hmm. um, I think that this Becomes a, another part of Just the study of work Because we're humans And humans got issues
1: Yeah and humans need People to rely on and not be Shitty to them
0: So, you guys have like really kind of found yourselves uh, embedded uh, in this project. The big question is, where does it go next?
2: Well, um, now that I've just kind of taken over Rachel's PhD, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Um, we have we have a that conference proceeding paper that we sent in um, that's being worked on. Uh, And then we'll present that. I hope it gets accepted for the proceeding, but we'll present that regardless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We also got uh, an article for a special issue of a tech comm journal accepted. Or, you know, the proposal was accepted. Right. mm -hmm. um, That we'll be working on over the summer. And then we have more stuff to look at if Rachel's still interested in doing it. I'm certainly interested. Yeah, girl. Um, yeah, now I rely on you, so you're stuck, I think. Yeah. I'm just going to be at your door like, but we can just look at all these, all this data. I'll just pull this data. Just code it. It's fine. Um, Here are all the colors. Like, like yeah, me, more. like, sad at her door with a pile of papers.
1: Just code the data. Um, That's fine. I, you just got to play with the cat. I'll, I'll, I'll
2: play with the cat. Uh, we'll code the data. We'll have coffee. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot There's a lot more stuff that we can look at. We've barely scratched the surface of, like, pedagogical implications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of our other colleagues is working on, like, board game manuals. Mm. And I'm hoping that we can kind of hook up with him and look at documentation. But, you know, there's a lot of potential here. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that we're not going to run out of material as long as we want to do it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Like I said, we haven't done like any kind of surveys of community makeup and stuff like that. So that may be a um, future project uh, to see, you know, how does this compare to the games industry as a whole as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And looking at how that's different is probably going to be very fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Sounds like
2: it. If nothing else, I hope that we can show the games industry that there are people who are very capable out here working. Um, And that, you know, maybe if all their hires are just, you know, the same face white dudes, maybe the problem is not us. Maybe it's them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well,
2: it's your problem for not being a blonde-haired white dude. I know, I'm sorry. I've been working on that my whole life, but it just... <laughs> better produce that melanin a little bit faster (laughs) but i do i do while we're here i want to shout out to everybody um if only because they have been so accommodating and so welcoming and just like hey what do you need um what do you need us to do uh what do you need access to because in the time that this community has been alive They've moved through multiple sites of play and there's different, um, supplemental and like extra sites where they do stuff. And they're like, I have all these old logs. You can have all of it. Um, you know, if you need somebody to interview, we'll interview. And they've been so excited. About being the subject of research. And I was really nervous at first. I was like, I really am going to study you guys. Is that okay? <laughs> and everybody was like, yeah, that's so great. And, that's and what we've when, been waiting for. Yeah, but when when the forum that we were on, when it went down, mm-hmm. um, we spent like a good 16 hours straight. Uh, I remember. Yeah, making sure we had everything. Uh, and everybody first made sure that I had all the stuff that I needed for my research before they saved the games that they had poured life and time into they first saved the stuff for my research so I just want to say that regardless of how the research goes I love my community and y'all are the best oh shut that's up very sweet though. no seriously <laughs> I'm,
0: I mean I'm, I'm, I'm being a jerk but yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> no they're, they're great they're spectacular people
0: they sound like amazing folks.
2: Most of them. A couple of y'all need to come correct, but you know, everybody else. Dang. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to name names, but uh, I saw some <laughs> Rachel stuff. Rachel knows
2: all your stuff now. I
1: saw some stuff. <laughs> some of y'all. She,
2: now, I really to wanna, uh, <laughs> like,
0: now I really want to know.
2: And I just want to say thank you to Rachel for coming in and Dealing with all the, when I just was like, here, take all this stuff and like read all this, and she's like, okay, so that was great.
1: Oh well, you've been you an awesome welcome. collaborator. Thank you for taking me on board. I have really enjoyed it.
2: All right, and now we've had the hug circle. Yep.
1: Yay. We can Thank all go God back to being super touching. bitchy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, no. No actual touching.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now you can go back to being curmudgeonly. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was that's really interesting. I can't wait to like hear more and see more as you guys, you know, get more into not only the data that you already have, uh, but any additional data. I think it is gonna be interesting because I'm sure Alicia, that like I said, we'll see more of this on the on the site itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, folks, if you're interested. And all this mafia madness. Ha ha ha. You make sure that you're like paying attention uh, to uh, the site. The beautiful new, newly redesigned,
2: crisp and clean site. Beautiful. It's beautiful. If, if it I do say beautiful. so myself. Whoever designed that new logo is really, they really have an eye for <laughs> such things.
1: Sounds like Alicia's <laughs> being facetious again. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. I like think. the new logo. It went through a whole lot of versions where Sam said, Mm-mm. "Not that."
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Our, our 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 process is always a lot of fun. I think most people wouldn't be able to uh, deal with one another in the same way that we do. Because <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> um, and it's easy to get pissed off with that kind of stuff we make it work we make it work a lot of we vodka a lot of vodka a
3: lot, uh, yeah
0: <laughs> alright y'all on that note um, unless you guys have more to add about uh, mafia I think that's gonna bring us to a close of issue 100 issue <laughs> journal on the brain uh, journal is. on the brain Episode one hundred and seventy one of the Nachamamas Gaming Podcast. Uh and Mafia community folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh and I hope that uh if you don't normally listen to the podcast, that you come back and <laughs> listen to lots more of them. uh um, So, as I said, that'll bring us to the end of episode 171. So, until episode 172, which will be just as wonderful, I promise. um, We'd like to say thanks to Rachel for coming to hang out with us. Yay.
1: Thanks for coming and having me.
0: (laughs) So, until next time, folks, stay warm, because it's snowing in the middle Mm. of April. Uh, I love it. (sighs) Stay dry. I'm I'm over it right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as always, friends, game on.